0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fight Club Power Rankings podcast, proudly a part of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated podcast network. Thanks for tuning in. Obviously, coming at you a little bit later in the week here than, than last time. Um, we had kind of a content overload, so I wanted to spread it out a little bit, but here we are. So we're going to jump right into it, but before we do, there's one topic I'd like to discuss a little bit before we get started on the power rankings, and that is the hotly debated topic of fab gambling. And I'm sure the P brothers will touch on this in the Pump Fake podcast next week, but I've got a lot of thoughts and I'd like to share them. I'd like to get a presentation together to talk about this at the forum next year, but given that that's almost a full year away, I'd like to share a little bit of my thoughts and and maybe I'll give a presentation also uh with some some sim- similar thoughts next year but I wanted to get this out there before I forgot it and to kind of explain why I feel the way that I do you kind of need to get into my fantasy testimony a little bit so take a trip with me as we go back in time a little bit when I first started playing fantasy football I was definitely in the fairness camp uh when it come to came to pretty much any topic related to a fantasy league and I think when it boils down to the simplest form this this issue is a um, fairness versus fun debate it's you know I don't think anybody is debating whether or not fab gambling would be fun I think everybody agrees that it would be fun um, they're just worried about whether or not it would bring some fairness imbalances to the league which I think is a fair point something that should be discussed and someone may say well if you believed that, then you know why. Why do you? Why are you for Fab gambling now? And for me, uh, I'm a big believer in ancient wisdom. Um, I think we can learn a lot from uh, things that have stood the test of time, um, wisdom that's been passed down over generations. And, and something uh, that I once heard that I really think holds up uh, and is a good piece piece of wisdom is, um, if you have the same view of the world when you're 20 as when you're 80, what does that mean? And the answer to that question is, well, you've wasted 60 years because your view of the world or view of things has not evolved at all in 60 years. Um, in reality, our view of everything should always be changing as we learn New things and experience new experiences, so when it comes to the debate of fairness versus f- funness, my opinion has changed since I started playing fantasy football, and so let 's dig into that a little bit. I think the environment in which you're playing fantasy football can change your outlook dramatically. You know when I first started playing fantasy football, I was really in a group of degenerate players, you know we were always trying to get collect payment, always trying to get people to play fairly, play by the rules, you know, you always had to worry about collusion, you always had to worry about, you know, people just doing unethical things in the league, and for me, that was very frustrating, and it was something where I was always trying to put things in place to make things the most fair for everyone, because not everyone was like that, but a lot of people were, and so you really had to watch people. Now, when you compare that to the Fight Club League, that's really not an issue at all. You know, I don't stay awake at night thinking uh, if people are colluding, trying to make the league unfair or get ahead or try to win the league in an unfair way, you know, I haven't had to worry about that in two years, and I don't think there's anybody in the league um, that's worth worrying about with that, except for maybe Mark, but I don't think there's anybody in the league that uh, would be willing to collude with Mark in that way, so I don't really think it's an issue at all. And I don't think that anybody voted against fab gambling for that reason. Um, if they did, I'd love I'd love to hear uh, an explanation for that, but I don't think that was the issue. I think the issue was just creating an uneven playing field, which is a fair point. So if you take out the worry about collusion, then you're just worried about A level playing field that's fun. And how do you balance a perfectly level playing field with maximum fun? And here's what I would say about that. I would say that this game of fantasy football is not even fair to begin with. I mean, when you look at the injuries, the injuries are completely unfair. Just ask me or Griffin. Top two picks are out. Um, That's certainly not fair in any way. Look at last season, you had the top scorer in the entire league miss the playoffs. I wouldn't say that's fair. You look at the week-to-week matchups, I wouldn't say those are fair. You could be the second-highest scorer in the entire league and lose your matchup, and it counts as a loss. I wouldn't say that's fair. I wouldn't say a lot of things about fantasy football are fair. So my point here is not that we should try to make the league unfair, my point is that I think funness should come, number one, and fairness, number two. And I think things that make the league more fun should be valued above making what is already a very unfair thing slightly or unslightly um, more fair. Because that's the whole point of fantasy football. We don't play this game because it's the most fair thing in the world, There are plenty of other things that are more fair, but there's very few things that are more fun. And I think that we should be maximizing the funness of the league um, in any way that we can. I think that's exactly what we did with divisions. Divisions, I would say, again, are not perfectly fair. Uh, I think the way that we did them made them a little bit more fair. But really, it's just about more fun and about more ways to uh, create... Content, more ways to keep up with stuff, more ways to separate things out. Just more content overall, more things happening in the league. I think the more things that are going on, the more opportunity for fun. So that's that's my overall take on um, f- fab gambling. I think it would increase the funness of the league, which I think would overall be a good thing. But I would love to hear a differing perspective maybe at some point this season the p brothers could have on a different perspective of of the other side because i think that they're both on the same side as me when it comes to this issue but maybe at some point it would be good to hear from somebody who feels differently so um without further ado we'll get on to the power rankings at number 12 we've got patrick p down two spots from last week yes that's correct Uh, and listen, I'm sure that Patrick P likes his team. Everybody likes their team to start the year, right? You drafted your own team. It may end up being good, may end up being bad, but in this case, even I don't think this is a bad team, but when it gets down to it through two weeks, the results speak for themselves. This team is 0-2 in the worst division and has the fewest points scored in the entire league. I just don't see how there's any argument that this team isn't at the bottom of the power rankings right now. I think this team will be lucky to get three wins this season, if that. At number 11, I've got myself down one spot from last week. I'm finding bugs everywhere. I'm finding them in my sink, uh, in the shower. Uh, They're all over my backyard, spider webs. And I've also got injury bugs in fantasy football, and it's just very frustrating right now i i've really never been a fan of bugs in my entire life and um yeah i've also got a lot of bug bites right now so needless to say bugs are are a touchy subject for me and um it's just not going well this week i'm fielding a lineup that's suboptimal my only hope is somehow pulling out a win or two in the next few weeks and then getting my team back to full strength and making a run towards the end of the season. We all know that it can be done after seeing Isaac start 0-3 last season and go on to win the championship. Down two spots again. Seems like everybody's dropping two spots. We've got Ben P. Now, Ben P. had, I would say, a terrible week. Lowest score in the in the league in Week 2, but more importantly, he lost a game to Mark, which as we've seen over the course of Mark's time in this league, is pretty difficult to do. Now, when you look at Ben's body of work for the season, it's just as bad. He beat Patrick P. week one, who is ranked dead last in the power rankings this week, and then he lost to Mark, who, as you'll see soon, is not ranked very highly. On top of that, he's the second lowest point scorer in the entire league, and is in third place in the worst division in the league. I'm really not sure what else you need to hear to be convinced that this is the correct spot in the rankings for Ben P. Next up we've got Mark at number nine. There's not much more to say about the TTT division. Um, I've kind of laid it all out already. Another mind-boggling stat, the three lowest scoring teams in the entire league are all in the same division, Mark being the uh, third highest So third from the bottom In the league in scoring The only reason these teams have gotten wins Is that they're matching up against each other right now I think that once inter-division play starts We're really going to see the losses pile up For Mark, Ben, and Patrick So we'll see But for now Mark's sitting at 1-1 one and one, So he's got a chance And he goes up against Patrick this week So He's definitely got a chance for another win and, and to go 2-1 here. And by the way, if you needed more confirmation that Mark is a terrible owner, he's still got Gronk on his team. Why? Why haven't you dropped Gronk? He's terrible. Drop him. At number 8, we've got Eric J. down one spot from last week. When you look at this team, obviously they had a tough loss this week. Obviously they had a very tough loss week 1. But you really saw the lack of depth show up this week. He didn't get monster gains from Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson again. He did get great performances out of his running backs, but his receivers were just terrible. Absolutely terrible. And his flex was terrible. Defense and kicker were not good. Mark Andrews didn't show up. It's just, yeah, did not not have a great week at all. I think he was the second lowest... Score in the league this week, behind only Ben P. Just not good, and the injury bug's a bit here, that's for sure. So we'll see if maybe this team can can also put things together for a late run later in the season. But but as of right now, things don't really look good. Even though they're 0-2, I've got them above the TTT division bottom feeders and myself because I think they're in a slightly better position. But they're gonna need to turn it around here soon as well or else they're going to continue to drop at number seven we've got up four spots from last week like w with a huge performance after he exploded all over my face this week now i had to move like up this week because his team scored the second most points in the in the league and his team just had an overall all-around great week this last week but moving forward I think this team is going to look a lot more like the team we saw in Week 1 than the team we saw in Week 2. In Week 1, they scored 100 points. In Week 2, they scored 160 points. The main reason I think this is because, one, I don't think the Browns' offense is going to be very good this year. He saw huge performances from Kareem Hunt and Odell Beckham Jr. in Week 2. And the obvious, Aaron Jones, blows up like this every once in a while but he's not going to do this every week 45 points in week two there's no way he does that every week so i don't think this is a great team but i had to move them up because they had a great week at number six we've got no change again kevin w he's been number six in every power ranking so far this year uh, because i think what i've said all year long is true This is just an average team. They're going to be middle of the pack. They're going to be in the hunt for the playoff mix. You look at week one, they scored 119 points and they got a win. Week two, they scored 124 points and lost. I think they're always going to be right in that average of what the sleeper projections have for them. You look at the overall standings, they're technically number seven in points scored so far, but they're only one point behind Griffin, so basically tied for number six which is just right in the middle. They're basically dead even in anything, any metric you can look at. And when I look at the team, I just think, you know, this is a decent team. Nothing special, but it's certainly not one of the worst teams either. I think they'll pick up another W and get moving in the right direction uh, over like this week. And, you know, the week after that, we'll probably see a loss to put them at 2-2. Two and two. At number five, we've got down one spot from last week. Even though they picked up a win, Isaac M. uh, They got a win over Eric J. this week. A narrow victory that came down to Monday night, I believe. Now this drop in the rankings is not necessarily a slight to this team. It's more of, I think we're starting to get a picture of what the top few teams in the league are starting to look like. And so there was a team that leapfrogged this team. And I think that the four ahead are very justifiable and this team is in the right range, I think, also. Number five, I don't think they're in this next group of the top four. You want to talk about injury bugs here as well. That's certainly something that could cause this team to pick up a few more losses than maybe we expected at the end of last week. Saquon Barkley getting injured for the year, Raheem Mostert was off to a hot start and now is going to miss some time, although it looks like maybe it might not be as long as we expected. However, this team really didn't address the running back position that was hit hard for them this week. They've got Leonard Fournette on the bench, and we'll see if he works his way into a consistent starting role, but the only other running back I believe on the roster is Naeem Hines, who was basically a magician last week with how he disappeared. I did make a mistake here in this last segment. It looks like Isaac has picked up Jarek McKinnon, so hopefully that'll fill the Mostert Hole for a little while. We'll see if he can produce at the same level, but still, lots of injuries. Down two spots from last week, despite being two and zero, is Griffin coming in at number four, and they definitely got hit hard with injuries over the past couple weeks. Top two picks, first round picks, or first round, first and second round picks. Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams, uh, questionable for this week. Doesn't look like either of them will play. That's definitely not good. And we're starting to see a little bit how this two and zero start may be fraudulent. I mean, I'm not saying that Griffin's a bad team. I certainly think his team is decent. But when you look at his division mates and the matchups that he's getting to start the year, you couldn't ask for anything better. Pretty much all, actually definitely all, of his division mates are terrible teams, arguably the three worst teams in the league so far. And so he will coast to a playoff spot. I don't have any doubt about that. He's going to be in the playoffs. But I think the question that we'll be asking all year with this team is, Does he deserve, based on talent alone, to be there? Or is he just kind of going to be handed that spot due to no competition? That's something that we may have to wait until the end of the season to find out. Now, the thing working in his favor is he may have the opportunity to build his team up and make it a contender by the end of the year. So we'll see if he's able to do that. But as of right now, it seems like this is a middle-of-the-pack team that's just kind of sitting at the top of the standings right now due to no competition that's why the two spot drop here if i was judging this based on talent alone they'd probably be in the same tier and i do put them in the same tier as a kevin's team kind of an average middle of the pack gonna score about what they're projected in that 120 range each week which for this division is going to be good enough at number three we've got down two spots from number one connor f who took a really disheartening L this week in an exciting matchup with Alex C that really determined part of the power rankings here. You know, I had this team number one last year. I still actually think that there's a really good argument that this is the most talented team in the league. But I just couldn't couldn't put them above Alex C here considering they just went head-to-head and he lost. When you look at this matchup, it was just... Dead even across the board. Three-point difference, and there was a two-point difference in Alex C's favor for kicker and defense, which I think is always kind of the variable luck factor. So if you take that out, it's a one-point game across the skill positions, and it just can't really get any closer than that. So I still love this team when you look at it long-term. Jonathan Taylor is going to be great. Josh Jacobs is going to be great. I'm a big believer in Tyreek Hill. I think he's always great. And they've got James Robinson, who, hey, if they had just put him in the lineup last week, they would have won. So, looks like he got him in the lineup this week, and he had a big week already. So, definitely got three stud running backs moving forward and some talent at wide receiver. So, and quarterback. Kyler Murray's been great. So, this is, this really, this team has a great argument for being the most talented team in the league. Sitting at 1-1 one and one right now, uh, I expect them to get back on track and uh, I expect it's more likely they'll move up in the rankings than back down in the rankings. At number two, we've got up one spot from last week. Alex C comes away with what I actually think is a huge win, even though it was only week two in the season. When you get down to the division races towards the end of the season, I think we'll be looking back on this one and and realize just how big this was with taking a 2-0 lead in the division, uh, a full game up on now Connor and Isaac. Uh, Like I said in the last segment, I I think that Connor's the most talented team in the league, so he'll probably rack up a lot of wins moving forward. So getting this win in the first matchup for Alex C was definitely huge and uh, is going to be big moving forward. I like this team also. You know, they've got the arguably the best player in fantasy football right now, Alvin Kamara. They've got two great quarterbacks, so it's almost like instead of trying to decide which one to start each week, it's almost like they're trying to decide who not to start because you really can't make a wrong decision with Josh Allen and Russell Wilson. It only sinks that they can't start both of them. So Julio Jones is dealing with a little bit of an injury, but that's almost to be ex- expected. It seems like he deals with injuries off and on every week of every year, so he'll probably suit up and have a great game. The one area that I would be trying to improve would be moving off of two Giants players in the lineup. I'd I'd be trying to limit that exposure a little bit. All right, breezing through this, about to wrap it up. This was a little bit more of a lengthy podcast, but at number one, we've got up four spots from last week from number five. We've got Alex T and he was the highest scorer of the previous week had a great week and he shoots all the way up to number one at quarterback they've certainly got a steal of the draft candidate Cam Newton looks like the Patriots are going to just run him into the dirt this whole season Um, and rightfully so I don't think they care about Cam Newton's long-term health they're trying to win this year with that defense so I don't see them turning down the rushing volume for him at all which means i think he's going to have a monster season for fantasy football you look at the running backs dalvin cook is great james connor is great not sure why they started malcolm brown and in, in week two they could have had an even bigger week maybe gone for the all-time record and it looks like the nickname for malcolm brown is big steel i'm not sure about that but they've also got calvin ridley at wide receiver who Looks like he's going to be one of the top receivers this year. And just overall a balanced roster. Solid number two and number three wide receivers that he can play each week. Darren Waller, a great tight end. uh, Can have big weeks for sure. So this team is deadly for sure. And they can explode like this and they might do it pretty often. So we'll see. All I'm saying to conclude this podcast is... It would be a pretty big upset if the number 11 team this week knocked off the number 1 team. I wouldn't bet against it. Thanks for listening. That's it for this week. This podcast is a proud production of Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. And for this week, I'm out.